to the haters, they all wanna stay basic. You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it. They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch. If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch. Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy. Stay tight and make sure you get what you want out of life. Girl speaks truth with Jimma Stone. Hello and welcome to Girl Speaks Truth. I'm Gemma Stone, your hostess the mostest. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, bitches. Another day, another motherfucking dollar. Holla, holla. I don't know what's with all my rhyming phrases today. I swear I didn't take too much Adderall. I don't know what's going on. Um, but let's go ahead and start right off with a recap from the last episode where we discuss how to get over your ex so you can start dating again and how to mourn slash move on from a breakup. Today, we are talking about what to do if an ex isn't your problem. How do you get your actual shit together? I know, gross. Also, we talk about how to find out what makes you happy outside of having a man. We'll also talk about what guys find attractive versus what they could give two shits about and talk about a new phenomenon apparently happening and I'll address whether I think it actually is real or not. Do guys only like dumb skinny bitches or do they like career boss babes too? If you're a career-driven woman, do you turn guys off? Or are you just as eligible as the dumb Wendy's fast food clerk who is a hot blonde with big tits? Okay, let us go ahead and get right on into it. Ready, set, action. What about the bitches out there who don't have the X factor issue and yet you'd rather get a bear claw chest hat two times over than go on one more shit-tastic first date? You could switch teams or you could just do yourself a little favor and do a little self-swat analysis to get to the bottom of that you are doing incorrectly. And yes, bitch, I'm talking to you. could be the issue though, okay? It's not necessarily totally your fault. Are you only picking up losers with mommy issues? Or are you dating out of your league wealthy charmers who only want one thing from you and then they're on to the motherfucking next one? Also, if losers are your issue, maybe change up locations and troll the online dating potential group or even just a different section of town. You can't expect to find Prince Charming at your local dive bar that the same 12 people go to every single day and without any change up or anything. You gotta go with the flow and go where the dudes go, okay? So, but if the man seem decent and aren't total hack jobs, then it might look like the vibes you're sending are at fault, which my guess they are over half the time. Are you coming off as negative due to a self-confidence or lack thereof related issue? If so, don't freak out, we will dissect. 
Because without a healthy self-image or a demeanor that even remotely resembles anything close to happy-go-lucky, you're going to be perceived as unhappy by others. So here's how you change that unhappy frown to a happy motherfucking clown in a GIF. Okay? Simple. First of all, you need to hear the truth, okay? As brutal as it may be, ask yourself if you're capable of going out with girlfriends, your gay besties, whoever, and just having two to three drinks max the entire night. If this makes you contemplate jumping off the balcony rather than remain semi-cognizant at the bar with your friends, then it's perhaps safe to say you may have some confidence-related issues. Liquid courage is a real thing, you guys, okay? And it affects a lot of women, they struggle with it when it comes to giving, getting that extra push they need to be more social and relatable to their strangers and peers. It's just, it's sad, but it's true. You shouldn't be drowning your personal issues into oblivion. You should be able to face the music and deal with whatever shit you have in your past, whether it's acne scars or lack of focus at work or, you know, newfound fat rolls on your stomach, whichever. No one wants to date someone who doesn't even value their own time. The second step in this process is to realize the truth is accurate. Accept it and address what is making you unhappy in life. Don't tiptoe around the issue and distract yourself with little details like blaming your eating habits or your higher than usual stress level at work as the root of your problems. Focus on what really is making you depressed. The third step is to analyze analyze and analyze again. Come to a conclusion. After you find the root of your issues, figure out a plan to get rid of them once and for all. You need to fully dedicate yourself to this plan and prepare to execute it until the problem is left in the If it isn't hard, the payoff isn't worth it. Maybe your issue is sleeping around, so your plan is to stop sleeping with randos, or maybe your problem is alcohol related and you plan to stop taking shots at the bar and holding yourself just to a drink minimum or just having a drink minimum. Maybe your problem is shots at the bar or maybe your issue is alcohol related and your plan is to stop taking shots at the bar. Or maybe your problem is your weight and your plan is to get on an actual fucking diet and fucking stick to it. Whatever it is, just do it already. The fourth and final step is awareness. Come to grasp with your shit. There finally will come a time when your results get some attention. People might even throw a, hey, wow, like you haven't cried at a party in a while. Or, oh my God, ever since you started having juices for lunch, you've really dropped weight. Congratulations. At this point, you see that people are positively reacting to your changes and this reinforcement will only help you continue to do what you're doing. If you get stuck or fuck up, it's totally fine. Don't beat yourself up about it and just keep going. If you fall off the treadmill, do you get back on? Probably not because that shit was embarrassing and you have to flee the gym immediately. Plus knowing your bad luck, you probably broke your, both your arms while doing so and have to go to a hospital in an ambulance. Who knows, whatever the case may be, metaphorically speaking in this case, you should forgive yourself for messing up and just get back on track. 
This is your life, it's not casual. Take it as seriously as you would take buying a new Celine bag or committing to a summer weekend in Maui. Super serious. You just wait, those compliments are gonna start rolling in and you'll be lapping it up. Oh, and when someone actually finally, holy shit, comes to you for love advice, lay down the line, of course. You will be so high on your horse that you'll forget to act like you actually give a shit about them and you'll probably blow it. JK, he'll do just fine. After all, I was your teacher. <laughs> this is a perfect segue into our next clip, which is talking about what it is exactly that men are attracted to. There are lovers opposite of our haters, yet sometimes they can be a hater too. First of all, if you're having to actively research the topic of what attracts men, it ain't looking too promising for you. Why not? Because asking that question is kind of like asking a Care Bear whether or not investing in a Bitcoin is a wise investment. It's nuts. Everyone keeps writing books and theses and shit on the topic of men and women and attraction and getting the other sex to fall madly in love with you. Newsflash! There's no golden ticket to get inside Willy Wonka's pants, y'all. But sadly, I guarantee you, if you paid for an ad to run claiming that there was, a shitload of retards would click on it and fall for that shit. Hook, line, and sucker. Some popcorn and enjoy the motherfucking show. In reality, though, things that men seem to find the most attractive consistently all relate back to physical looks, over which we as women only have slight control of. If you happen to have a 24-inch waist, pretty face, and tickle bitties, then you're just about any breathing man's ideal gal. Congratulations. Otherwise, it's a total guessing game called the eternal attraction mindfuck. My guess is that Kylie or Chris will monetize on some kind of electric beauty procedure like a final transplant or elongation of your elbows or some kind of shit that makes them even more mega rich and everyone pissed the fuck off. Up your nose. Thanks to the gray area, of what men find it attractive versus not. Most women waste years of their life obsessing over physical shit, like if your tits look too small in your sweater, or if your man thinks that you're an outfit repeater since you wore this belt last week. Listen, ladies, cut that shit out. Men are fairly simple-minded when it comes to how they see a woman face-to-face. -face. Whether he's a boob guy or an ass man, the first thing he notices about you is, wait for it, your face, duh! No dude chooses the hourglass-shaped leggy bug face over the beautiful pretty face bombshell with a slight glove handle issue, okay? Not one man will give two shits about the zit on your chin or the extra pound around your midsection if your face looks like it was mangled in a bear attack and then taken out for a spin on the ugly train. <gasps> Besides universally appealing attractive physical features though, things get pretty gray area. Having a sense of humor can be attractive to a dude, but not only whether you actually are funny or not, but in more like a you are capable recognizing funny shit. You think he's funny as shit and you acknowledge social cues and react accordingly in public when somebody tells a joke, etc. You don't get all butthurt and offended and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> As to guys, having a sense of humor symbolizes a greater meaning. It means you are capable of going with the flow somewhat and not being a total twat in the mud 24 fucking 7. 
And a side note, if his idea of a sense of humor means laughing at fart jokes and yo mama insults, then for the love of God, do not pretend to humor him and laugh at these. Shoot him a stone cold, are you fucking kidding me? Mean mug and watch him squirm. Fart jokes are the beginning of the end for any adult relationship. You can quote me on that. The sooner you find out he's into these, the better. My guess is that's only the beginning of differing opinions for the two of you. And also for the record, if he drops an burn in the first 15, fuck it, 50 dates at any point, that's your cute girl to back away from the douchebag and head to the closest fire exit screaming at the top of your lungs. Ain't nobody got time for that. Speaking of time, spend yours well and be self-sufficient. It's important when you're dating, especially at first. Both sexes, men and women, hate stage five clingers. But keep in mind that clingy has a different meaning for different people, especially men and women. You'll find that for a lot of the English language. Means one thing to a dude, totally different to a female. Clingy is when a girl can't do anything alone from the guy's perspective. Not necessarily because she's clingy, because she wants to overly spend time with them, which is what a girl thinks a guy thinks clingy means. Run your errands solo. Don't insist on eating every meal together. Have a social life outside of his. Get your own hobby. Make some friends. Guys like being decision makers in the relationship. There's a fine line between sugar daddy coo and daddy curious, baby, baby want battle. If you know what I mean. No dude wants to be your parental figure or your only recourse to have a good time is with him and his friends. These are just some of the most obvious red flags or lack thereof they look for, as in dudes, when getting to know you. Other than that, that shit is anybody's game, man. Good luck. Don't drive yourself over the cuckoo's nest trying to be his perfect future housewife, though. You can't and shouldn't please everyone. Focus on your best features and play those motherfuckers up like nobody's biz. I'm talking the best of everything you got. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I'll be like your medicine. To quote Jeezy, basically. But all that shit, all of it. Your physicality, mental, spiritual. If your main interest in hobbies in life are Instagramming and needlepoint, girl, make it your main mission to develop some new, actually intriguing, hobbies for the love of Jesus. Unless you're trying to bang an 80-year-old widower with ED, that shit won't cut it with a normal-aged dude. Come on now, use your goddamn head. There's a term for people who can't deal with these basic guidelines in life. They're called reality TV show contestants. Now, let's talk about all the dumb shit that girls care about and spend way too much time on when guys could honestly care less. Every girl who has even an ounce of true fashionista knowledge running through her veins knows who Olivia Palermo, Rachel Zoe, and hell, even Juliana Rancic is. Victoria Beckham, you name it, they know it. Do you think for one damn second straight dudes know much about any of these fashionista icons? Hell no. But you can bet your left tit that they know who Kate Upton is or insert any curvy, curvilicious, pretty chick with perfect body is. No question. 
There's definitely a divided line between girl speak and guy code and all the shit that one sex focuses on while the other is completely oblivious to. Goes both ways. By all means, be my guest and care about whatever the fuck floats your pretty little boat. But just a word to the wise or girl in the dating world who kinda have to care about what guys care about for now. There's definitely shit he cares about and shit you waste time and energy over worrying about when he could give two shits less. For example, guys will notice bare bones basics about your hair. Up, down, long, short, straight, etc. They will not notice nor care about anything else whatsoever. You just got the trendy cut of the month for 400 bucks at the hottest salon in town. <laughs> Good for you, dudes don't care. You spent two extra hours blowing it out and styling it today on top of having a great hair day. Waste of fucking time if it was for him because he don't cur one iota. Guys will notice whether your clothes remotely fit or not, or style extremes, aka you're dressed like a hooker or you're dressed like a Puritan. Won't notice if you're on trend, if you did an excellent job of print mixing, coordinating, if you have well-placed tucks and hide and details to hide those troubled spots. Kudos to you, though, if you did, because I would care. Women care. Or they won't notice if you're decked out in designer labels head to toe. We'll be completely oblivious to. Guys will notice chalk-colored, caked-on, wrong-tinted face makeup. But maybe not, too. Especially if it's dark and there are a couple drinks deep. Beer gogs can be your friends, too, ladies. Wink. Guys won't have a clue about absolutely any other detail about your makeup. Side note, fuck those assholes who claim they love the you that's natural. We all know, as women, that shit takes even more work to pull off and time than caked on option number one. Guys will notice if you're barefoot. Extreme styles of shoes, i.e. Birkenstocks and saw Crocs, bright pink fluffy snow moon boots in the summer. Side note again, please, for the love of God, don't wear any of those out in public ever, especially on a date. Or guys might notice if you have really sick sneakers on, maybe they appreciate them. Maybe not. Guys will be clueless to how much your shoes cost, if you're on trend for the season or not, etc. And if he does notice your trendy heels and comments on them are you prepared to take on the role of a beard for the rest of your life or have a partner who knows more about style than you do <gasps> no the same principles apply to all things accessory related and so on and so forth guys are visual creatures sure but it's to an extent they are simple visual creatures very simple but this can be a good thing before you get all huffy about how he didn't even notice that your lip color perfectly complemented your shoe buckle last night, just be glad you can dress for the most part however you want, and a guy is going to be cool with it, aka completely unaffected. We, on the other hand, as women, can pick apart their outfits and make them change in terms of up-close personal details of style. Men don't do that. It's a good thing. Just know that your fashion prowess will always be invisible to your man because they just can't wrap their muscular little brains around the concept of Est-ce que tu as un putain Et voici, est-ce que 
Gli. You can't say a French word without mimicking them, sorry. Uh, any who's in, what was I saying? Oh yeah, haute couture and all that it entails. Save it for your girlfriends or your gays. <laughs> okay, you guys. So I wanted to talk about something I've been hearing a lot lately from women, some of my girlfriends included, who have been bitching about an apparent trend they've noticed running rampant from all single guys out there. They seem to think that men are more and more leaning towards dating women who are not heavily invested in their careers. Boss bitches, like them, may have a fat-ass wallet, but their love tank is running on fumes. From what I'm gathering, these successful young women make near, if not more, than their male counterparts, the same guys they are wanting to date, and can talk about things other than the latest Bravo reunion show, dress and carry themselves in a classy cool way, and love to do adventuresome things like travel and skydive and yada yada whatevs. They're smart, skinny, as cool as they come for chicks, but something's off. They're saying that when guys come up to them at a bar, they engage, get the first date, have a decently good time on it, and then the dude is throwing them in a cab, or Uber now, I guess, and on the hunt for his next target, read skinny airhead bimbo with malnutrition issues. So their question seems to be, do guys like dumb skinny bitches over career boss babes? Is having an education as a woman a turnoff to men? If you have your head on straight, a handle in your career, and have amazing friends, why are men not barking up your tree? My answer is as follows. Number one, the fact that the women I talked to used the exact phrases can talk about things other than the latest Bravo show, dress and carry themselves in a classic way, and we love to do adventuresome things like travel and skydive. They use these things. It's so cliche and basic, I want to die. Pick one thing, if you have to, of those awful choices and expand on it. Which reunion show? There's like 80. Where have you traveled to lately? skydiving WTF. Number two, you don't mention at any point how you would be making his life better. If you guys are similar in mindset, career, and finances, what are you offering to the proverbial table? Guys love feeling needed. Damsel in distress, anyone? Be proud of how far you've come in life, especially for a woman, and talk to dudes more about things that they could potentially weigh in on or help you with versus boasting about your recent promotion slash accomplishments. Ugh. Number three, let's be real. Dudes don't give two fucks about how successful the chick is, at least not at first. Sure, having goals in life is cool and all, but have you ever heard a guy say, Oh my god, dude, I met this chick the other night and you would never believe the fucking career that girl had. Damn! Holy shit, that was hot! Are you remembering what species it is that we're talking about? Guys will hit on the clerk at KFC if she's sexy and looks like she's good in bed or at least interesting, for God's sake. You want to talk about your work with your coworkers or family or grandparents, not your next potential fuck buddy slash man friend. So do your pretty little selves a favor and shut the hell up about your job and all your fucking accomplishments because it's not doing you any good in the dating world. So to address slash officially answer this topic, no, guys aren't only attracted to skinny eating disorder assholes of a woman, or, and they definitely don't find your bachelor's degree repulsive. <laughs> you shouldn't make yourself act retarded and play the dumb blonde around them either. Boo! 
you look good on paper, great. But guess what? Nobody wants to date a piece of paper, no matter how nice it is. Okay? Parchment? Oh, I'm a parchment prime piece of paper. Who cares? I'm printer paper from Staples. Doesn't fucking matter. Nobody wants to fuck a piece of paper. You get paper cuts all over your dick. Do you want to be the paper cut on your next potential fuck buddy's dick? No, I didn't think so. Don't talk about work. Be mysterious. Keep a mysterious vibe about yourself. Throw a guy for a loop when you can and make them want to know more. Money speaks wealth whispers. Have you ever heard that saying? It's true, betches. Less is more when it comes to oversharing on first dates. The more you sound like a broken record track of, I'm a woman, computer one-on-one for woman, fuck the glass ceiling, blah, 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 I love my job, I'm getting promoted, I make as much as you, let me pay for that, the less likely there will ever be a date number two. Okay? Kisses! Girl speaks truth. And side note, or I guess P.S., since that does it for this episode. If you guys ever have any questions or advice topics you want covered on here, just send them right on over. Please don't ramble though because nobody likes a long-winded bagpipe. The more cuckoo out there, whatever, crazy, the better. Don't be scared. Send it my way. We'll address them. It'll be fun. Okay. Bye. Goodbye to the haters. I ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth. She getting paper. Till next time, we gon' see you later. Three rules. Don't be a floozy. Don't act broke. Don't look busted. Now you getting what you want. You the cool girl and they all disgusted. Girl speaks truth with Gemma Stone.